This is the Amazing Education Podcast. Powered by the Ames Community School District, I'm your host, Eric Smith. On today's episode, we are joined by Ames High Senior V.J. Williams. We're going to have an amazing conversation about social justice, what social media platforms high school students are using, and his storytelling aspirations. V.J. Williams, thank you for being on this episode of the Amazing Education Podcast. How are you? Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, man. You are almost through your senior year of high school. Yeah, it's crazy. We're (laughs) closing in. It's wow. Some of the teachers are letting us out early, so it's like, (laughs) wow. We're going to do through this quicker than I thought. Has it gotten to the point where, you know, some of them are like, you know, we've done all we can with you. You're yeah. a senior. You've done it all. <laughs> really? Uh, so, I mean, this has been this has been a tough year for seniors. Um, now that, you know, it's nicer outside, I think that always provides, at least for me, an opportunity to kind of take a deep breath and reflect. You know, summer's almost here. How has the year been going, though? As far as the year for me, I mean, it started off kind of rocky. Yeah. It was a lot of like questioning, don't know, are we ever going to go back into this building again? Yeah. And then when we did, it was like, all right, are we ever going to have normal schedules again? Yeah. And then that happened and it was like, all right, we're kind of in it and now it's almost over. So really, yeah. it's been a really weird road just to get here right yeah. now. I think one of the um, and one of the things that I want um, for us to talk about. I mean, we got a list of things. We added more just uh, before we started recording. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the really cool things about high school, and I, I can only speak really to Ames High, is the cool thing about high school, especially when you get to your senior year, is that you really get an opportunity to start to dig into topics. Um, on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And really in high school, you can go any number of directions with those topics. And one of them for you has been being involved in SACRE. Do you want to talk a little bit about what SACRE stands for and kind of some of the work that you've been doing, not just this year, but, you know, the last couple years? So SACRE stands for Students Advocating for Civil Rights and Education. And it's like the biggest club at Ames High School. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to meet as much this year, yeah. but it's been going for like the past, like my whole entire uh, career in high school. Yeah. Like when I first came here, it was here getting started and I've been making sure that it continues. So how did you get involved? Just thinking, you know, several years back, how did you get involved? And then how did you kind of, you know, move into sort of the position that you're in now with it? So actually, like prior to Sacre, I was already working with a different like social justice group. At the time, we were just called like YPAR, which just stands for Youth Participatory Action Research. So we just named ourselves what the whole entire uh, purpose of it was. It was (laughs) it wasn't that smart of a branding deal. But then (laughs) eventually um, the Sacre leaders, the people that came together and formed Sacre, ended up joining YPAR as we came into the high school. Because we started out in middle school and yep. eventually came up to the high school level. And so we were like, all right, let's get more high schoolers. And those guys were like juniors or seniors at the time. Okay. So when they joined, they were like, we really like what you guys are doing here. And we really want to try to get that out to like other students that even like students that weren't necessarily of color. Because like YPAR was specifically for 
students of color being able to research different problems that were going on within our school district and trying to like solve them and present those solutions to the school. And so it then became Sakurai's purpose to basically educate like students and teachers alike and kind of take some of the research ideas that we had for YPAR, but really make that super accessible for everyone and just really make that discussion based. So it's a super cool learning process. Yeah. So give me some examples. Like what, what, what type of things are you talking about and discussing and then even like presenting to um, maybe teachers or school administrators? Kind of walk me through and, and give me some examples of that. Yeah. As far as like a soccer meeting would go, we all come in, maybe we'll have some music, and then we'll just be like, all right, here's today's topic. It may be something that we saw in the news recently or something that's trending a popular time. For example, I remember one of the first uh, soccer meetings that I went to before I was even like co-leader was we were talking about cultural appropriation and like Post Malone and his different music and stylings and how it's taking hip-hop and we're talking about is that cultural appropriation is it not we came basically came to the consensus yeah it, it basically is <laughs> he makes good music though but like yeah you kind of you have to come to terms with that and see how people react to that and everyone gave like our back and forth about is this a good thing is this a bad thing and it definitely is bad we need to strike we realize that we need everyone to strive for cultural appreciation instead of the appropriation parts but so what's the difference there the difference between cultural appropriation and appreciation is like cultural appropriation has been going on for like centuries basically uh people see what other races will be doing be like they'll put us down for that but then they'll pick it up themselves for example like different hairstyles like my own hairstyle you'll see people especially in like slave times would put us down for that call us nappy headed and stuff okay and then eventually now you have like kardashians ending up doing their hair and braids and stuff like that and that's just cultural appropriation Appreci- appreciation is basically if you're just building people up the whole entire time and you're kind of you can embrace that culture without necessarily stepping on anyone's toes and okay to do that yeah so How has, so I mean, you said you get some of these topics, you know, like from the news, current events. Mm -hmm. We haven't been short of those topics um, over this past year. Has some of that, have some of those topics come into the high school? They've definitely come into the high school. And it's really had an effect on like other different clubs and how they operate. And as far as like, talking about them i know the school like sent out like different surveys and stuff Mm -hmm. because they want like us to be able to feel comfortable and they want to know like how we feel going forward about different stuff yeah and so it's just it obviously is a very thought-provoking thing yeah and people want to talk about it it's kind of difficult to talk that in in a soccer level because it's not so much like a civil rights like issue and there are some people that try to make it like that but yeah, it's... So what topic are you referring to right now? Right now I'm talking about like... Or just thinking COVID. about... I'm talking about COVID right now. Like okay. thinking about it and like how that affects people. And it can definitely go into like civil rights, but really as far as soccer yeah. like goes, talking okay. about it. It's like, yeah. Well, you had a pretty um, 
cool experience if you want to talk about um, BEAR, bringing awareness to racism in education. Talk me through, you have a lot of acronyms, man. You're yeah. working in a lot of acronyms. Yeah, sometimes I get them confused. Yeah, it's... <laughs> well, but talk me through what, what BEAR is, but then also like the opportunities that, that you've had. So yeah, outside of soccer, and this kind of goes back into what YPAR was, eventually we kind of like evolved like a Pokemon with YPAR and ended up turning that into something new called Bear. We were like, all right, we got our own brand now. We're gonna <laughs> do this thing called bringing awareness to racism uh, and education. And we ended up branching out, because in YPAR we were already did like smaller meetings here and there in Ames talking to teachers, but then we were like, all right, we can further branch out and do like more of our own bigger like research topics that we really want to hone in and focus on. And eventually that really got going where we were learning more about how uh, systematic racism works and we ended up wanting to really present that to different people and we ended up getting like a lot of connections out of state even and like Denver, Colorado and Minneapolis and Minnesota and stuff, so. Do you feel like just through this process, whether it be through, you know, Sacre or Bear, and, you know, as you're continuing to learn and you're continuing to talk with people about social justice issues, do you feel like people are are listening? Do you feel like, you know, you're making an impact, and I'll, I'll just say at Ames High? I feel like it's definitely an impact. Like, even, like, with the minimum, like, amount of soccer meetings that we did have, this year, and it's like a really small minimum, I still have like people that will contact me talking about it or presenting new ideas for us to do with it. Like recently I had a student be like, we should make like a soccer like podcast. And I was like, that is a great idea. I really want to do that. Which now is why talking. I was like really like excited about doing this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely has an impact. And you definitely see how people like change their perspectives on different things will change, like especially when you've been with these people since like middle school, yeah. and you really start to see them grow both like physically and intellectually. Yeah, and even like as teachers, like you see them become like more open-minded and they become more alert. Like I feel like Sakure and even like our work in Wipar and Bear, like has driven a lot of change for the Ames Community School District. Like now we have like the director of equity yep. like right next door yeah. as Dr. Jones. Yeah. So, and I kind of feel like we had like a major part in like getting that happen because we were awakening people to these issues. And I can 100% say that um, yeah. the, the community made that happen. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I'm, I'm taking this approach from a, a different lens, but I know just working with Dr. Jones, we've had him on this podcast actually a couple different times mm -hmm. to talk about um, what we're doing as far as equity work, but also social justice. We recapped um, the Black Lives Matter at School Week of Action, so we talked about that on the podcast as well. And having gone through you know, a lot of the trainings and, and equity, but then ultimately just having conversations, mm -hmm. it's it's personally opened my eyes and changed the way that I think as well. Have you had any, I know you kind of alluded to it, um, but have you had any like aha moments with either like friends or teachers, you don't have to name names, but mm -hmm. any that like really stick with you? I mean, We'll have conversations, like, especially last year before, like, COVID or anything yeah. happened in junior year. We had, like, conversations around the lunch table. And, like, eventually you'll get, like, some 
things thrown in there that are like maybe political yeah. or just like race related, which is completely separate from politics anyway, but just wanted to point that out there. But like, <laughs> um, and you'll have, you'll start talking about that and you'll be like, wow, I didn't even realize like my friends were not to put them down, but like we're capable of having this kind of discussion, but like, it's cool to know that we could have that discussion. Yeah. And then from that, you can lead to like actual productive, like thinking and talking that can really change as a person. So I've had a couple of those aha moments like that. You know, I wouldn't say like, I, I'm, I'm going to say the word intimidating. I don't know that I mm -hmm. mean it that way, but have you, has it been, I guess, intimidating to initiate some of these conversations like with some of your friends or maybe even yeah. to not call people out, but just to like raise awareness around it? Yeah, it definitely was intimidating at the start, but like every time it gets easier and eventually you don't really go out seeking these things. You, and a major part of like our YPAR work was we're not trying to call anyone out. Rather, yeah. we're trying to call people in so we have like a comfortable, like real conversation that isn't super aggressive. We right. just want everyone to grow from this experience. And so with that, that intimidation factor really just fades away really quickly. Yeah. And you're just able to just get straight to the point and be able to change them yeah. people's lives, really. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that approach. And, and I can't reinforce how much I appreciate that approach because I feel like, particularly over the last maybe year or two, anytime you bring up like a social justice conversation with the intent of what you just said, like, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's bring people in. Let's educate people. Mm -hmm. Suddenly it turns political. And then suddenly you have to pick a side. And if you're on the wrong oh, side, right. and you know, it just, it, it turns into a disaster. But let's just have a conversation. Let's, yeah. let's just talk. Just cool it down. Everybody. Right. <laughs> It's chill. Sometimes we even sing prior. <laughs> uh, well, so you had referenced that, you know, during COVID, we couldn't, you couldn't have some of like the, the Sacre meetings, but you turned to social media mm -hmm. some to do that. So what does that look like? So as far as that looks like, sometimes I'll take different things that I've been learning about or already have been like a major part of my life. And I'll just like start using our Instagram in order to start talking about it. For example, we were talking about like the African-American holiday of like Kwanzaa, mm -hmm. which basically just celebrates what it means to be like uh, African-American in the United States. Yeah. And it was eye-opening for like a lot of people. I had people that were talking to me being like, wow, I've never like heard of like this before, or I've always wanted to be a part of Kwanzaa, but never knew how to like really learn about it. And so we were just being able to learn myself and then put my learnings out there in order yeah. for other people to learn. It's just like an amazing thing. You really like doing that though, don't you? Yeah, it's fun to just help people. But you also presented at um, an Ames High Lead. Mm -hmm. Was it a, a Black Lives Matter yes. week? Uh, during Black Lives Matter week. I honestly almost forgot about that. It yeah. feels like a century ago. I but I uh, presented on like African-American victories. And we did, I did two of those sessions and I was just talking about, all right, I've been learning a lot about different things that uh, African-Americans like me have been doing that are like amazing as yeah. far as different things like music and the whole entire entertainment industry, which sadly is how like a lot of people just see African-Americans as. But then I expanded like, no, we're also like in STEM. Like we did major stuff for science that you wouldn't even think of. 
For example, you have like people like Henrietta Lacks that people don't really know about giving like a lot to like cell research and stuff like that. So it was an eye-opening experience again, like just like the last thing for yeah. both me and other people. And I feel like we truly like yeah. grew from that. What kind of response did you get? Response? I mean, I was presenting to other high schoolers and it was during <laughs> a time where you could tell well, some people don't want to be there. Some sure. people are just here just to have yeah. something to go to. And some people are just here like, hey, I'm actually interested in this and I know yeah. BJ and I know he's going to like do a good job yep. with this. And so... It was it was kind of funny to see all those different people when you you could honestly always tell who who's thinking what when yeah. you just look right at them about <laughs> it while you're talking about some uh, old school African American guy who made like millions back in the early 1900s. It, but yeah, it was an experience. But you're a creative person, right? I mean, yeah. you're a creative person. You're a storyteller. Yeah, majorly. I I tell you, I mean, and I I like to think that I am as well. Sometimes you just do projects because you just want to do them. Yeah. Like it's just, it's tons of fun. All I'm going to do it for me. And then hopefully other people appreciate it. But, mm -hmm. um, I've, I've always found too, and you'll probably find this with, um, these projects that you're working on is I always find ways to, to repurpose them. So I may do a project for this particular day or this presentation, mm -hmm. but you do so much research and you develop the content so much that I oftentimes use it for a ton of other things as well. So, I mean, I could see you doing that. Yeah. So... I need you to educate us a little bit, um, myself included. You know, we alluded to you using social media. What platforms are are teenagers using these yeah. days? High school students, like, what are you on? What are you like? How are you talking and to here's each the other? Thing. There's so many different platforms that I'm not even on all of them, and I don't care for all of them. All right. For example, TikTok is a major one now, yep. and I'm like, I don't. I don't care about TikTok. I'm All sorry. Right. I've never used it and I don't want to have it. So you're not going to be able to educate me on that because I don't get TikTok. I, I understand be TikTok and I've seen how it works. It's basically just the algorithm of just videos that people might like that are either funny or educational, yeah. sometimes a little bit of both, and you're just scrolling, and it's the algorithm that just sucks you in, and you'll just keep scrolling. <laughs> if you don't have anything else to do, I'm like, I already have YouTube for that. I yeah, don't need, right. I don't need uh, social media where I can talk to people or something like that. But tons of high schoolers are yeah. on TikTok. Tons. It's crazy. And we have like so many trends get started because of TikTok, right. and everyone yep. starts, you guys know this TikTok dance? And I'm like, no. But <laughs> it's it's an experience. It's really changed how we interact with yeah. each other. You know, it's um, it's so I need you to keep educating me. But I I end up in these conversations because I'll be honest with you, I'm not like a huge personal social media person. Yeah. Like I'm on Twitter, I'll share some things. I'm on Facebook, but I don't share anything on there. Um. And so as a school district, you know, we operate Facebook for parents. I mean, parents are on Facebook. You know oh, yeah. this. Uh, we have we do Twitter because it's one of the big three, but that's where you can kind of get quick hits of information. Yeah. And then Instagram, you guys live on that, I think, still. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Okay. I use, my major platforms are Instagram and Twitter. I have a Facebook. I don't use it. My right. mom's like, I tagged you on something on Facebook. I'm like, I don't check my Facebook. I'm sorry. I don't. But... <laughs> Yeah, um, as far as Instagram goes, it's like you can just get a little dosage of someone else's life, bring a little joy to your own face or put yeah. yourself out there being like, hey, this is something cool I'm doing. 
And then you can even talk to people through that too. Or just look at memes, which is how I use a lot of Instagram. You just get a lot of memes. And memes is like a huge part of like our culture right now. Yeah. It's been around for like decades. Uh, surprisingly, in like a bear meeting that we were doing, we were talking about how memes really started with like calendar cats and how people <laughs> would just be like, hey, look at this cute calendar with these cats on it. And yeah. eventually that's what memes have become. Okay. And then we shifted it into like putting different words and different like funny jokes into them. And now if you look at a meme, you'll probably have to see like 20 more memes in, under, to, in order to understand that meme. It's become a whole entire I don't get that beast. deep. You know, sometimes, yeah. you know, the memes, they, they trickle out and then they enter into the world in which I live in. And so I see some of them, but I, I wasn't aware of yeah. that complexity of it all. Yeah. And as for Twitter goes, like I love I'm in a love hate relationship with Twitter because like you just okay. see everyone's views on there. Even sometimes when you're not even following someone. Yeah. You're like, how did you get into my Twitter timeline? I don't yeah. understand. But you can have, like, interesting conversations that, again, can just, like, build people up yeah. or can put you down if you're, like, yeah. really risky about it. But you can also – I kind of use Twitter for, like, the news, which is kind of a bad thing. But it's also, like, a lot more current than the normal news because it's a lot more community-based, mm -hmm. a lot more just people being like, this just happened. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And you'll be like, wow, I never thought about this. Like, especially a lot of stuff that's going on now with, like, Palestine and stuff. Yeah. Like, I really don't even understand, like, completely that. But, like, I get to learn all kinds of different perspectives yeah. and stuff. So. Well, I've actually, I've, I've, I've started to learn to use Twitter to find information because mm -hmm. you'll, you'll kind of hear that something happened, you know, whether it's pop culture related or, you know, more serious news related. And you can't really find like a really great news article about it. So you just yeah. start searching Twitter and you can find all sorts of stuff. Now, whether some of that's true or not, I yeah. don't know. But and I love how Twitter's actually gotten kind of better at being like verifying all right, yeah. if this is factual or not. Yeah. And they'll like start telling you, this is, if you sent something on a trending list and it'll just be like, let's say Barney the Dinosaur or something, it'll tell you, here's why Barney the Dinosaur is trending. It's not yeah. for anything you think, it's nothing, nothing bad. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, and and I'm probably, you know, suspect of this as well. But going back to a comment that you had said before as far as just being able to have conversations and, and having that attitude, mm -hmm. something happens when you go from high school and then sometimes when you get to an, an adult age, you become angry about things. And I really consciously try not to be angry about things. Mm -hmm. um, but something happens, and because adults live on Facebook – like people feel like they just need to comment about things like in an angry way. And yeah. it's something that I don't see a ton of on Twitter. Maybe it exists on Instagram. It's just the, you know, the people who are following the Ames community school district are, are you know, some of them are your age, but some of them are not. I yeah. don't know. It's social media. It, it confuses me sometimes. Yeah. It's confusing, scary, different place it's just different <laughs> so what else is hot you said i mean I, I feel like i have at least a pulse on some of these TikTok, not so much but what, yeah. what else is hot what else i mean youtube's here it's always been here yeah it's uh, not going away it's not it's i changing. do dig youtube i do too it's i've really been really planning different stuff that i because i want to get into youtube yeah. you can get like information out you can have fun on there yeah i don't like how it's kind of becoming super ad 
based and like that's sure. how youtubers make money yep. but it's like wow we're really doubling down like i remember just last year they put in like we're doing double ads now and i'm like double ads <laughs> double unskippable ads yeah YouTube? right okay i guess i just i can't wait for that first five seconds to be over like the, the number of times i get grammarly ads it's oh, just man. i mean like just non-stop <laughs> like every video it's like i already have grammarly like stop <laughs> yeah as far as like other platforms, I don't even know. It's like I said, there's so many, it's hard yeah. to keep them all straight. Yeah. So talking about, you know, storytelling and being a creative person, I'm excited to talk about what, what your future holds. So, yeah. so you're going to enter the ranks of being a Names High alum here in a couple weeks. And then what's next for you? So what's next for me? I'm going to be going to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia probably gonna be doing online classes, but I'll be studying in their cinema, television, and emerging media studies. And basically I'm doing that in order just to cater towards my filmmaking side. Yeah. So I wanna become like a director and a screenwriter. Yeah. And I've already been like writing all kinds of different like screenplays yep. and like for all kinds of different things, my own little passion projects or like my own different ideas like I want to make Marvel movies at some point. Yeah. I want to make something for Marvel. That'd be yeah. cool. So I've been like, here's some ideas I have down for this. Yep. So well, Marvel. I mean, but Marvel, but you know, now owned by Disney. Yep. I mean, they're notorious for hiring directors who they have one great indie movie. Yep. And then suddenly they're given a two hundred million dollar budget. I love that about them. It's I know. Like they're really free reign about that. I love everything that like their producer Kevin Feige's doing. Yeah. Who's just amazing at just finding great people yeah. and then especially when you see like a marvel movie you're like i like this director and i like this style and let me go back and see what they made right like that's how i got into ryan coogler's yep. films i was like oh wow this guy made like fruitvale station yeah and like the creed movies and yep. i'm like wow now i'm in love with like this man. i know everything he does <laughs> yeah yeah they um they have such an infrastructure in place. So I read about the film industry actually a lot. It's an mm -hmm. interest area of mine. So I actually regret that we haven't connected like <laughs> years ago, actually, um, just to be able to talk more about this and collaborate on things. But it is, uh, they have such a structure in place that they can take somebody with a, a storytelling vision mm -hmm. and they can surround them with people who know all the technical stuff. Um, yeah. Just because all of those visual effects, I mean, they're just off the charts. But they have people who are off the charts on doing that stuff. And so like, they need that director with that vision and, and to be able to storytell. And, and that's what Ryan Coogler is. I mean, he's yeah. just, he's ridiculous storyteller. Yeah, amazing. That's why I'm really excited for like Black Panther 2, Conda Forever. Yep. Because especially with uh, Chadwick Boseman's passing, it's yeah. like, Wow, how's this guy gonna continue this? And he's doing it. I he's know. like, we're doing it anyway. We're yep. not recasting. We're I know. Gonna do it. I'm, I'm, like, I'm excited for it too. I we're... couldn't. I couldn't do this. So I'm gonna. <laughs> well, and they had a script written already. Yeah, they had one. Yep. And it, they had to it, scrap it. Yeah, it makes me sad. I'm like, wow, Chadwick was all ready to go, and then. But yeah. someone's got to pick up the Black Panther yeah. mantle. I, right? I have my own theories. I've been talking to people Suri? on Twitter. Uh, yeah, sure, he's it has definitely. Has to be. I mean. There's a I handful. Think, I think, yeah, there's a handful of characters that you could give it to. As far as the mantle goes, I feel like the original plan was for, like, Chadwick to have his original Black Panther trilogy. Yeah. And then he would step down, and then Shuri right. would be like, all right, she's a natural yep. person to come back up. Because yep. that's even what happens in the comics. And I'm yep. a big, like, comic fan, too. Yeah. So, but now it's like, all right, you have Shuri, 
But then you also have, because she's more of a technological person, yep. not so much of a warrior. So you could technically have two uh, people. You could have one person actually operating as, like, king or queen of oh, Wakanda. Sure. And then yep. you could have someone being the Black Panther if, like, Shuri doesn't necessarily want to do that right. aspect. Well, it kind of seems like Shuri's taken all over, and, and Wakanda in general, they're taking over a little bit of, like, that Iron Man void yeah. in there. The tech is even, like, higher than Iron Man. Like, he right. even, like, was like, oh, wow, I like your designs. <laughs> right. He started doing it himself. Yep. And I was like, ah. Yep. Cultural appreciation or appropriation, Tony? I don't know. It's, <laughs> um, it's fascinating to see what they've, uh, what they've done. But, you know, it's, it's, they just made the transit, the Captain America transition yeah. um, in a good way. What do you think about that? that I, I know you watched all yeah, of it. I watched all of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Or, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yep. That's the name of that. Yep. Yeah, I loved it. Loved every part of that. I mean, I knew ever since I watched Avengers Endgame, I was like, oh, man, we have Black Captain America now. Yep. Even before he put on the new suit, I was like, this is happening. This is going to be big. Yeah. I saw someone post on Instagram, I think, and they were like, we're going to have kids that grow up only knowing that Black Captain America. Right, yeah. Like, right. that's huge. Yep. Well, because he's probably going to be capped for the next decade. I mean, yeah. that's what the first cap yeah. was. And it'll be amazing. And I'm super excited for everything. I love especially that story and how willing Marvel was to go into territory that you just wouldn't expect a Marvel thing to go into. Yeah. They were talking about politics and, like, different, like, things with, like, racial identity and the struggles that it takes for, like, a black man in order to carry up a mantle that, like, a white guy like had before and they didn't pull any punches with that and I'm so glad yeah. that we got to see that story so that's the kind of stuff I want to make when I'm at Marvel that's what now it really feels like I can really come in there and do what I want to do because I see people like Malcolm Spellman who like show ran that yeah. do it so. although speaking of that I did kind of like the way that they started the series with okay it's like it's, it's his shield but he like he gave it up first yeah and then they circled back around, and now they're fast track and you know, cap four. Yep. I was like, I was kind of worried. Like, all right, so are we just going to keep this a TV show? And I was like, I'm on board if we keep this a TV show. Yeah. But like, I heard his perspective where it was like, no, they need to treat this just as big as the previous cap. You can't just relegate him yeah. to just television. We need to see him leading his yeah. own Avengers team. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Can we do both? And I'm hoping we can do both. Well, they now. are. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I don't know. They haven't announced when it's coming out. But, I mean, they're they're moving probably pretty quickly with yeah. the, the new Cap movie. Yeah, the Cap movie I'm excited for. It sounds great. I'm already writing, like, right now I'm writing my own screenplay version of that. I was like, all right, let me see where these characters are at. And it's kind of fun to do that because I'm, like, I'm writing where I feel like the character is going to be. And I'm also getting to write what will probably never be seen on screen before my own little version yeah. which is kind of like fan fiction but it feels i don't know for some reason it feels more legit than that i don't know why it's yeah but you know you do hear um you hear stories of people who write you know screenplays and then even even around um established property like disney property and it gets picked up now. Disney, yeah. I mean, they they have such an infrastructure, you know. Who knows? But um, you do see it happen now. Have you done Have you done research about all the the screenwriting rules and stuff? Um, I'll show you a book, but before we get done, because I've yeah. I've done research and say like you have to use like to to turn in a script. 
it's got to be written, you know, like in a, you know, courier font oh, and, yeah. and in a certain way. Yeah. Like they have software for it, you know. It's I've been coming up with like adapting my own version of that because I looked up like, all right, I want these to look professional. So I yeah. looked them up and how they normally look. And a cool thing that some Marvel directors do, they'll actually release their screenplays. And I was like, yeah. all right. I see how this kind of works, yeah. and I take that, and I'm like, all right, I don't like how this is structured, so I'm just going to do my own thing with it. Oh, that's it. cool. Maybe I'll have to change it back to how they want it. I but guess. I'll, yeah. Um, but you see, you can find all sorts of screenplays online. Yeah. Like, almost all of them, you know, that get a nominated for award, you can find them online in PDF yeah, form. Yeah, and it's really amazing to be able to just look through, oh, this is how this person was thinking of how this... Yeah. Thing. And it really also gives you a lot to, like, think about what actors have to do with that because right. I also like want to like act in the things that I make as well mm -hmm. and I'm like that line wasn't even in there that actor yeah. did that himself huh have <laughs> you have you made like short films I I've mean like with you and your friends or and snippets not with my friends so much okay. I'm planning on starting to do that kind of stuff yeah. so. so get prepared guys I love it. watching but like yeah, I've been filming stuff here and there I'm just in the editing process yeah. like, putting it all together and releasing it now um, I was talking, not I wasn't talking, I mean, goodness. Um, I, I read about Steven Soderbergh, mm -hmm. and he did, like, the Ocean movies, and he's done, you know, tons of movies. But his last, maybe not his last, but two of his more recent films, he shot entirely with iPhones, which is just ridiculous yeah, to me. I mean, it's really cool that we're here at this point where we can just take whatever's in our pocket and just be like, all right, yes. this is the future, and I love it. Like, now... All right, you guys need like multiple cameras for this. All right, everyone take out your iPhone. We're going right? to get multiple perspectives yeah. right now. Download this app. It's free. You yep. can do it. It's, All right. It's ridiculous. And and the thing that he was saying was, you know, he's a real big advocate of if you want to be a filmmaker, you know, go out and do it. Like yeah. everybody has the technology now. Whereas before, you know, you needed to have the eight millimeter film. And I, I mean, I don't even know what that means, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, or how to edit it. But, you know, you had to have all of that or you had to go to film school. And yes, you're going to, I mean, next year, your mind is just going to be overblown yeah. with the information that you're taking in. But because the technology is available to so many people, that's where the emphasis on being a good storyteller and, and just the, the studying that you're doing is so important. Yeah, and it's really cool because like now that everyone has technology, people are really realizing like everyone has their own story to tell. Yeah. Everyone's realizing we have the potential to do something great. And so now we just yeah. got to learn how to teach people how to use that potential well. You ever, uh, you ever thought about getting into like doc filmmaking as well? Yeah, we were thinking actually like making our own documentary about like our bear stuff. Oh, yeah. But like, we can still always do it. Yeah. But hey, it'd be pretty cool. We could even do some Sakurai stuff, so film some Sakurai meetings. Let's touch base yeah. on this. Yeah. Like, we're going to sidebar after this. Yeah. We're going to brainstorm a little bit. Um, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm actually um, doing some stuff with like Community Academy and like learning about like, because we want to make a documentary about what they're doing too. Yeah. So. It's all kind of stuff. You see a lot of um, major filmmakers, they they like to dabble in um, doc work as well. Like, yeah. especially this last year in COVID, when nobody could shoot scripted stuff, yeah. they all dove into um, documentary work. And that's also, like, really how you learn about, like, what's real here yeah. now. Yeah. Like, really... Uh, you know the Nomadland film that won like Best Picture mm -hmm. at the Oscars? Like that's kind of like a documentary because they have like 
that's a real story, real yeah. people that are in that. Like the main person's like an actor, yeah. but like I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Like <laughs> I'm just going off the things that I've read about. I'm it's like, on Hulu right now, yeah. but I haven't spent the time. Um, Ava DuVernay's Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. I actually revisited oh, that yeah. one recently. We presented that at a couple, uh, like at a soccer meeting once, and we yeah. talked about that. Yeah. It, it it I'd watched it you know years ago like when it first came out or yeah because it was um I think partially funded through Netflix so it was available mm-hmm. right away that way and then I revisited it fairly recently for just to, for inspiration on a project that I was working on it just blew my mind mm-hmm. um and she's you know the type of caliber filmmaker I mean she's a list yeah. filmmaker but there's a lot of um, filmmakers like that that are going to documentary work. Well, we could go on and on. In fact, really? we, we might after this, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, VJ, thank you for being on this episode of thank the Amazing me. Education Podcast. Man, this was, a, this was a treat for me. Yeah, it was really fun. Was well, really enjoy fun. your uh, last couple weeks of, of walking the halls of Ames High, and good luck to you uh, this summer and next year, and I have a feeling that we're going to stay connected. Yeah. All right, you. so thanks again. Yeah. All right.